Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. You know what? I, I think we should cancel this podcast forever because just nothing exciting happens in the movie business anymore. Yeah, you're right. I'm just yeah, it's just boring. Yeah, same old, same old. Although <sighs> I am upset that Saturday Night Live isn't on. Sunday nights. Sunday <laughs> nights. Because now I have to wait like five more days before I see Michael Che's take on what happened at the Oscars because he had a great tweet. Hashtag Oscars too black. <laughs> and I'm just quoting him. Um, so it just makes me excited for weekend up. Also makes me sex. I believe there was a story earlier on in the week that he mentioned at a comedy show that uh, this is his last season on Weekend Update, he said. So, which makes sense. It's been. It's been I will be so sad. That last joke trade is going to be epic. It's, it's going to be insane. He probably just made Colin say the N word, and it'll be fantastic. Um, so, it'll be both of their last episodes. Correct. Uh, it is Monday, March 28th. If you're new here, can't believe it's already like a third of yeah, the, the year. Yeah, is done. a quarter, because that's how quarters work. I meant a quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, I meant three months of the year, which is a quarter. Next month will be a third of the year. Yeah. We're starting the last fourth of the first third of the year. You sound like that dumbass math problem in Mean Girls. (laughs) Twice is the sum of three numbers is four of the same. Fuck you. Um, The limit does not exist. If you're new here, the opening of the show show is just a... uh, Mishmash hodgepodge of whatever. It's just two rams' heads butting <laughs> into one another, and those horns are filled with pop culture and movie quotes. You know what? That's that is you know why lives. that's so appropriate? Because we're both Capricorns, and they're rams. That's our astrological sign. You know what that is? It means like based on when we were born. Are you explaining <laughs> astrology to me? I was trying to mansplain you. How's it feel? Exactly. So, it's been a little while since we've recorded and talked about movies. Last week, of course, we did our, our uh, Mullet Award winners. I still hate all of you people that are listening. But I I oh. don't know how I feel. I do have to acknowledge uh, somebody on the show. I was texted today fucking killer. by um, Augie Artillas, who said, uh, I only voted one time. For Married with Movies. So D2 won Best Movie Legitimately. It's time you acknowledge the greatness of D2. And I just ignored him. Um, Because me and him and Topi were talking about what everyone was talking about today. Uh, I do want to spend a little time. We haven't watched any new movies because if you listen to last week's episode, we finished our our Oscar Oscar Watch Watch 2022. Prior to uh rich and tony and myself discussing it for uh, almost four hours on the blank slate so if you listen to that you deserve a fucking medal um but it was it was good talk Uh, but we did watch the 94th annual academy awards last night like another 15 million people did i really really want them to release like the quarter hour ratings for that just to see how much it went up around oh i don't know 10 o'clock 10 15 uh we watched the whole show which was, and I speak in hyperbole quite a bit in my life. What? In 35 years of life and watching the Oscars from, I, I literally remember watching the Oscars back in, you know, 91, 92. I, I remember watching the Jack Palance one-handed push-up Oscar uh, 
for City Slickers back mm-hmm. in the day. So I've been watching the Oscars you know, my entire life. Uh, the craziest live television broadcast I think I've ever seen. Uh, it was so bad. It was really, like, all over the place. They, I thought that they had some funny jokes. I, I will uh, give that credit. I, I, I'm not the biggest Amy Schumer fan in the world, but I think she did particularly a pretty good job. She had a couple good jokes. I didn't mind Regina Hall. Wanda Sykes, I think, was just kind of miscast and all. They did fine. Nobody's talking about them today, so actually, they were some of the best Oscar hosts ever, because usually that's what people talk about the next day. Like, oh, my God, the so-and-so was so bad, or so-and-so yeah, was whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's just, last year's ratings were so awful that this year they were blatantly trying to, you know, grab the people back with, you know, movie lovers unite and loving the movies and trying to appeal to young people who don't watch fucking award shows because they're really just a bunch of crap. Um, And it just led to some of the most, like, jaw-dropping, hokey, bad, like, moments. Like, as soon as you start the show, well, starting the show was the Beyonce performance, which I was not a fan of. Then you start the show with DJ Khaled interrupting the host coming out to interrupt them more obnoxiously. I'm just like, it's going to be a long fucking night. And then you had... You, You didn't like DJ Khaled? I hope DJ Khaled Watch what you say, man. falls off of a cliff onto a really, really sharp spike. Um, then you had like conveniently the f- play sharp the, spike. the cheer moment and like the fan favorite moment things, which just were like I was so confused when those were coming on. So it was cringy, so bad. Like it was oh just, my god, it was terrible. It's like, that's something that you do for like the MTV Movie Awards, not the Oscars. But they're trying to get people to like watch. Okay, but nobody and, watches the MTV Movie Awards anymore, so don't do what they used to do. And then I was do excited. something different. I was excited for we don't talk about Bruno, and then they, they changed. Fuck so, like, I was listening to another podcast today about the Oscars, and it was like, so, we don't talk about Bruno really became popular because of TikTok, right? And apparently, I, I don't have TikTok or know, like, why it particularly was on TikTok and became popular, but two or three of the main parts of the song, as, and as why it got popular, they changed the lyrics to, to talk about, like, loving the Oscars and Megan the Stallion movies, rapping. And it's just yeah. like... Mm-hmm. So why, why why do it? Like, if you're not going to do... Well, but don't promise people the first live performance of We Don't Talk About Bruno. And you give them 45 Bruno. seconds and then you just right. fucking change it. Right. That's like saying, hey, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever on television, Michael Jackson will be performing bad. And then he does two bars and then Weird Al runs out. Yeah. <laughs> it does fat. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not fucking cool. Um, it was just a, a fucking... And then they had, like, the BTS thing, and then they had just, like, just uh, all the montages, which don't fucking matter anymore, because you just go on YouTube and find better compilations. I, I could fucking do a, a two-minute video of James Bond to live and let die. I could definitely do a two-minute video of The Godfather to fucking Bad Boy Records, which is just like, wait, why is that a thing? All, like, the reunions were hokey. They fucking did a Pulp Fiction joke with the envelope coming out of fucking briefcase. glowing briefcase. Um... And then the biggest movie star in the planet for the past 25 years slapped one of the biggest comedians of all time uh, live on television 30 minutes before he won his first Academy Award for Best Actor. Which he's probably going to lose because of that actor. No, he's not going to lose. They can't like, take it away from yes, him. Yes, they can. No, they're not going to take it away from yeah, him. Yeah, he's under formal happen. review. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's, it, it's against he the Academy. He already apologized today. It's oh, not going to happen. Oh, okay. So tell me, if, if you punched me in the face. Well, I go to prison. But if you apologize, then then there would be no consequence, right? Is that what you're saying? He's not pressing charges. It, oh, it, it's not going. It's going to be all. But it, it's it's gonna the be, academies. They have a code of conduct. It's going to be much to do about nothing. That's mm. not the point. I'm it's trying to get at here. Not fucking Shakespeare. We already had Shakespeare, Tragedy of Macbeth. We had a Romeo and Juliet spinoff. We had already. What the fuck are you even talking about? Well, you said much to do about nothing. It's a Shakespeare play. Oh, for what? Are you, what? Are you, what are you... I was relating it back to the Oscars. Was I wasn't story? making a... I was just using it as a, a colloquialism, a phrase. Oh, okay. Who the fuck are you? Samantha Muller. Nice to meet you. Great. Uh, yeah. Wild. Like It was It was just insane. I thought it was staged at first. Well, so 
Of course, my I'm always on alert for those things because I'm a wrestling fan and wrestling yeah, they do forever that shit all the time. has been trying to work their audience into making you think it's a shoot. And I was right. like, like analyzing it immediately, like, like the Sapruder film of just like, we rewound it. We slowed it down. I was just like, first of all, I thought he fucking punched him. And yeah. I was like, and then like, it sounded too good. Like they got kind of like, was like fully edited. Mic was right well, Cause there. it was the mic. And then like losing the audio. I was like, okay, but then they're keeping the, uh, they're keeping like the cameras. Back and forth, and right? Then, but later on, they blocked out the cameras. Well, I think there yeah. was just technical issues that the, the 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 truck was probably so frazzled as to what was happening. Um, but then once you saw like the unedited version and like the tone of Will Smith, you're just like, okay, this is real. Uh, this is this is not great. This is bad. Um, and then now it's just everyone's on a certain take or a certain you know everyone has a certain opinion. Like Chris Rock was in the wrong. Will Smith was in the wrong. They're both in the wrong. The Oscars were in the wrong. Like, it's just one of those things that everyone has to have a thought or an opinion on. And it's just like... I mean, I think think you said it best yesterday when we were watching it. It's like, he went so hard. And I get get it was a knee-jerk reaction to somebody making fun of his wife's medical condition. I understand. And he I initially ap- fucking laughed at the joke. I appreciate that. But, <laughs> but when you build your image on not having to, you do a like rebuttal rap to somebody who writes a rap song about you and say in it that you don't need to rap, that you don't need to curse in your raps. And then you're over here Saying, keep my wife's name out of your Slapping fucking mouth. Slapping a 130 mouth. pound comedian. Who's and... making a joke to make people laugh. Who has been known to rub people the wrong way in the past. Who you had issues with the last time he hosted the Oscars. Like, it. I get it. Like, I understand. He's human. But you can't have such a disconnect from like your public persona like if you're always saying love and kindness and truth and that's completely opposite of who you really are because that's when time like in times like this like that's when the true person comes out like how you react to that kind of thing you gotta take it you gotta no sell it you gotta say something in the press room after you win your Oscar about it and you just go on you gotta be the bigger man you You gotta take the high road and not even that it was something that was to me, malicious, or I know some people were talking about how, um, you know, like, stop calling, like, things about women's bodies and, and, and physicality and and appearance up, and I, I totally get that, and I totally agree with that, but I, th- that gets into a whole nother level of public persona and putting yourself yes. out there, like, I, I don't want to get into any of that. It, my point, and I tweeted this last night, was that it just proves that Scientology is bad. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and it's just, it's wild to think about that amount of fame that you can have. Like, literally, Will Smith is, if you were to ask, if you were to make a poll of, like, like Family Feud, like, name people, who are the top ten most famous people in the world? And you made, like, a top 50 off of that list. Like, Will Smith is in the top half of that list, probably. I mean, absolutely. Like, who doesn't know who Will Smith we've is? We've talked about it before. Big Willie Weekend. Like, we talked about it with Wild Wild West. Yeah. Like, Big Willie Weekend, he owned, like, July 4th weekend at the box office. He was on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which was one of the most, like amazing shows of our childhood. A multi-platinum selling recording artist. Yeah, like, I mean, he, he, He's one of the most famous people right, ever. He really is. And not that Chris Rock is no fucking slouch ever. If you make a top ten stand-up Com- comedian list I ever, agree. Chris Rock's probably on that list now as well, too. Front, front between Shrek, SNL, yeah. Uh, Chris Rock was not on Shrek. Oh. It's Eddie Murphy, you racist bitch. Nope, nope, not editing that out at all. Nope, nope. Chris Rock, uh, want to get another crack at what uh, animated movie Chris Rock was a part of? Nope. Nope, I want to hear it. Oh, no. Which one? Come on, you know it. You know the answer. Mm-mm, nope. Nope, I'm not letting the podcast go until you make a guess. Uh, no, I'm not going to. <laughs> you seriously don't know? Mm. Oh, yes, Madagascar. Thank you. I was going to literally start singing the fucking song. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
I just want to give also a shout out to the last thing I'll say about this is I, the the communal effort that went into Twitter in that moment. Like Twitter's bad, but God damn it, that moment was made for Twitter. I saw so many fucking hilarious comments. Uh, a couple of my favorites were um, uh, the world would have melted had Chris Rock said, damn, and you were Ali after he got slapped and just didn't fucking even fall down or really flinch mm-hmm. at it. Uh, a lot of the comments and, and uh, memes that are coming out about the slap and, you know, there's plenty of Chappelle show, the Batman uh, Robin meme as well. Uh, I've also seen plenty of things related to the other part that makes this really, really weird, which is like the whole Will and Jada, like open marriage cheating thing of it all. Well, it's not cheating if they're in an open marriage. But like, it's just weird. I don't don't want to get into it, but um, I, I just love all the comments of that. And and people being like, man, she was fucking Tupac back in the day. Good thing it wasn't Tupac. Um, my my comment about that was that Diddy was trying to play Peacemaker, which is ironic because he probably was one of the people that helped kill Tupac. Oh my god! Uh, it was just it was just a banner moment in live television entertainment, and I it, nothing will ever equal it. Uh, and congratulations, Coda. Uh, it sucks because there were some really, really cool, nice moments last night. I love the Troy Kotzer win and Young Jung Yoon, like, you know, signing it and holding the Oscar for him so he could sign and do all that kind of stuff. It was kind of great. Um, My favorite part was when they were walking off stage and she was just talking to him. Like, you could just see that she was. I mean, it's just, I would probably do the exact same thing. Well, yeah, it's thing. just like, like it, the adrenaline of the moment and stuff. Yeah. I just couldn't help but comment It'd be the same thing like if I was like, like, walking in a hotel and walked by Stevie Wonder, I'd probably give him, like, a head nod. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just wouldn't fucking but, realize it. But, no, I appreciate what they did um, with that, and I thought, she's so sweet. Yeah, she's there so there were some good moments, um, but no one will ever remember them. This will be the Oscar that Will Smith fucking slapped Chris Rock in the face. It was great. Uh, and I could literally talk about this the entire length of the podcast because uh, we now have to get into the movie that we watched, uh, well, before that, um, before that, we, you know, in the last nine days since we watched this movie, we also watched some other stuff. I know you said we didn't oh, watch yeah, any right, movies, sure. but we binged the first season of Ted Lasso, finally. Finally. Yeah, we stayed up super late Saturday night, uh, just because we couldn't stop watching. I think we knocked out, like, eight episodes <laughs> Yeah, we couldn't one stop night. watching it. I to watch the first of the previous day, and now I'm dying to watch, I'm dying to finish this podcast so we can start the first couple episodes of season two, hopefully. Uh, um, I'm so tired, I need sleep. Jillian also didn't. Sleep in this weekend, and I had to wake up. I've been up since like five. You slept in on. We slept till like eight thirty, nine o'clock on Saturday. Oh yeah. And we weren't up late Friday, so and you took a nap. You should be fine. I haven't gotten my prerequisite like eighteen hours of sleep. In Besides, a day. don't. What are you dragging on Jillian for? She was fine. Huh? Get my daughter's name out your fucking mouth. Just had to do it once. Now it's done and it's over with. There we go. Cool. <laughs> Blue Iguana is the movie. <laughs> a movie your mother bought at the dollar store when it's st- movies were still a dollar there. And uh, we have a, had a rule, which I'm officially retiring on the podcast right now. From now on, if we're purchased a movie for the purposes of doing it for the podcast... You have to write a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Send it to us that you did it, and then it'll count. So anything your mother buys for us, it goes in like everything else. What if she doesn't review? Anything Carly buys for us every single fucking year. What if they do reviews every time? Or if they have somebody else do it, then fine. That's fine. A review has to accompany. That was the original rules. We, we you know, bend. you know, you know now that Carly's gonna make Tom write the review. Fine, be... I'll read Tom's words any day, so I can feel myself as I imagine them in my head. What? I don't know. What's that? So you got so flustered. I was just, you got, you got real sunburned, or you're blushing. It's the sunburn. It actually kind of hurts. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this one and next week's episode will be the last ones. I still haven't decided if we're still gonna honor the other two that your mother bought for us. That I already scheduled in, like we in like August. I guess scheduled in for like July after episode well, four hundred. Well, move, move them to August, and we can like do them for her birthday. Well, we have other plans it. for August now, oh. so um, <laughs> which we'll get to uh, much later. I'm not going to say I'm done with now. this show. Oh okay, yeah, if you anytime you want, it's fine. Uh, so yeah, so if you buy us a movie, 
we will immediately add it to the queue, barring a review. Or like you could, or like if you should share on social media the page, like do something to advertise the show or support the show. <laughs> and this is how I'm outsourcing, uh, outsourcing Help advertising. Us. Uh, then whatever you buy for us will count. Uh, but for now, I'll read the box for Blue Iguana. Do we do that? I don't fucking remember how we do this. Uh, Academy what? Award winner Sam Rockwell, mm. Ben Schwartz, Phoebe Fox. You don't need to do the, the Mullets! <laughs> Bullets! That doesn't rhyme! It's spelled the same. And one gem of a heist. That's why my mom bought this for us, because it said mullets I on believe it. it. Small-time crooks Eddie, Sam Rockwell, and Paul, Ben Schwartz, this, look at the schmutz on here, are in over their heads when a cute London lawyer hires them to steal a rare jewel. Meanwhile, a mullet-haired gangster wants the gem for himself. Bullets and sparks fly in this pond-hopping comedic caper. Mm, lucky. Nice and simple and easy. But uh, you were going to say bullets. Uh, bullets. Mullets. Mullets or bullets, yeah. I thought you would say, like, mullets, bullets. No, I'm not an idiot. Total idiot. Wow. Uh, so if you, if you haven't checked out the movie section of your local Dollar Tree... You're missing out. You're missing out. Every time I go now, I end up spending like 10 bucks in movies because there's so many that are so bad that I can't wait to force you to sit through. Cool. Um, you also have to sit through them too, though. Right, I know. But like for most of them, it's okay. Uh, like there's not, they're not all going to be Justin's Kelly Watch next week when we watch this other fucking movie. It's going to be the fucking drizzling shits. Uh... <laughs> And then you have a movie like this that, it, what did you think of this? I don't know what I thought of this movie. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I was really confused part of the time. You're always confused. When well, no, but I feel like this was warranted because I feel like this opened up in a world that we were supposed to already know that these oh, were when like yeah. crooks and like this lady was meeting them to hire them for something. Like they were out of jail, but on probation, like... It took a while to get that yeah. info. It jumps right into it. You really right have no in. idea what's going exactly. on. Which but is the problem with some of these indie movies yes. is that like it's more concerned with... The action. With style like, over substance. Yeah. But then once it got into it, I was like, okay. I think this is utterly absurd, but I don't mind that I'm watching it. Yeah, it's settled of. into a totally passable... Direct to DVD action comedy caper movie. Like, if every direct to DVD movie was like this, that's perfectly fine. It still shouldn't be out in theaters. Right, but, but, but I, I think it, it did its job. Right. It, it, it was entertaining enough to make me not hate it. Yeah. And honestly, like, the last, you know, it has some legit laughs, which you're going to get between, you know, two very, very. <laughs> Talented people like Academy Award winner Sam Rockwell, who I believe made this movie either right after or right as he was winning his Oscar for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. And then Ben Schwartz, who I never really watched. Um, I think he was on Parks and Rec. Um, but we have seen on Space Force, who I, I enjoy. Um, yeah, I've seen him. He's been in quite a few things. I think he's actually. the is he the voice of Sonic now? He is the voice yeah. of Sonic? So he's he's one of those guys that's in every fucking thing nowadays. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, he's he does a lot of uh, voice work. Yeah, a lot of voice work. Modoc and um, Ducktales, a whole lot of stuff. But I feel like I've seen him in a lot of things as well. It, it, so. Pulp Fiction ruined movies to a certain extent because ever since that movie came out, it has started... Nothing has been copied or tried to be emulated more than Pulp Fiction over the past at, at almost 30 years. 28 years, because it was a 28-year anniversary on the Oscars yesterday. That's on a, an anniversary you fucking celebrate. Uh... Of, like, these action movies that are quote-unquote shocking and surprising with their gore and their violence, but also their humor and kind of, like, the, the kooky stuff it does along the way. Mm. But, like, none of them have, like, the meaning or, like, 
the nuance that Pulp Fiction did. Also, none of them were fucking first. <laughs> so they're all kind of like retreads of it. There, there's been, I, God, I could name ten of them right off the top of my fucking head. This one definitely kind of falls in like the middle of the pack to me um, in terms of its quality just because it, it, there's a lot of it that is just there. It's just, yeah. you know, you know what I mean. Like there, there's a certain point, like, like you, like you mentioned, the beginning of the movie when you're trying to figure out what happened, and it's really as 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 easy as the back of the box says. There's two small town crooks who are tasked to go over and steal this rare gem. They do, and they get kind of entangled in this uh, big scheme, big scheme between all these different Monsters, sides and parties, yeah. and try to you know get their way out of it. Like there's nothing more. Right, right. It's not. It's not complex. Yeah, there's nothing complex means. to it whatsoever. We just got dropped in the middle of it, not really knowing. Well, no, it, it starts at the beginning of it, but they don't give you a lot of details as to what is happening until until, until you're already kinda, until like they've already kind of stolen it and it. they've already kind of mm-hmm. gotten crossed mm-hmm. between a couple of these sides, and then this, uh, then this lawyer, this cute lawyer. Who loves to eat? Uh, Sure. No, she does. Didn't you notice? Like every scene when she's eating, no, I mean, sure, like sure, that's a character. Stuffing her face and like getting like like food everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, like why? Like, there's still points earlier where it's like why, especially also because Sam, like early on, like I I was gonna earmark Sam Rockwell as LVP because I felt like he just like was super just totally checked out every time. Every time I see Sam Rockwell in anything. He's gonna bowl you over with his charisma and his energy. Yeah, but I disagree. And I think he just needed a little bit to get started. Well, yeah, I agree. I don't think he's the LVP in this. Oh no, no, I, no! I, I, you didn't let me finish. No, I was like, it initially started. I was like, am I really gonna write down Sam Rockwell's LVP because he's kind of going through the fucking motions? And then as the movie progresses, he gets much better. He's not my MVP, I don't think either. Um, he does have uh, he has a rant near the end where he um. He's like handcuffed to this table, and one of the uh, not mob is he a mobster? I guess or yeah, this this gangster's yeah. supporter who's been kind of picked on the whole time because he stinks. He just goes on this like epic fucking rant about how much this guy smells to distract him and get out of it. And it's classic Sam Rockwell. It's fucking hilarious, it's and great. it's really well done. So that's that's like a lot of the movie is. It starts and it's just like God, this is kind of general and kind of and then it gets going and I think it found its footing. I think yeah. it got into its rhythm and I didn't mind it. It had some really funny lines, like you said, some really laugh out loud moments. The you smell like ketchup and farts was like <laughs> unexpected and cracked me up and kind of like got me into this because this movie was like it's an action movie. Some kid like falls over a balcony and like dies like spread oh. out on this museum floor like it was real gory and graphic there there is some big i mean the big climatic scene of the mullet haired gangster basically gets blown up blown up like legit like everywhere. tropic thunder mine style yeah and covers everybody in guts it's completely unexpected though when you're first going into this movie that it goes that extreme yeah like that stuff but, works because right. it kind of lulls you into yes. yeah so i thought it, they did a good job of of having like a lot of these like like scenes and like lines about i i do like, have to go ahead all that like genital fruits I do have to go back and and say that the ketchup and farts line, as funny as it was, was also the delivery of it because there was this, <laughs> there was this like laconic old lady who was the the mullet haired gangster's wife, who ends up like hooking up with Ben Schwartz's character and then very unceremoniously just gets her neck fucking snapped in a car out of nowhere again. One of those things where she's like, "Holy fucking shit, this movie's going." For some stuff Going now. For, by her son. Yeah, her... No, it wasn't her son. It was her husband. The military guy was her husband, I thought. No. Her son. Oh, no, you're right. Because yeah. your father... Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. It's been, like, two weeks, okay? Leave me alone. Yeah, it was her uh, son. So, like, the way she's describing this George character and how he smells, the way she delivers it is just, like, smell like ketchups and farts. Like, she makes the word farts like a six-syllable word. It was... Yeah. Amazing. And they're all English with like heavy accents. Amazing There's a lot of delivery in this movie. It's great. So that was my favorite reoccurring bit in the movie. I'm liking the movie more and more as I remember and we talk about it. So Sam Rockwell throughout the movie uh, basically tries to be me. Um, in that, I, look at this note. Sam Rockwell is mullet spirit animal. That's 
the next note that I was going he to He tries about. to speak in Cockney throughout the movie, and it just mm. fails. Speak a little Cockney for me. I love that. Huh? I'm speaking Cockney right now. Hey, you want to go there and do thing? <laughs> you better not edit that shit out. <laughs> I might have to fucking bleep that. I don't even fucking know. Um, so Cockney's just a really thick... Like, South London accent. So let me defend myself. So I took a Cockney class. And it was completely wrong. In 2004, 2005 Uh at State Thespian Competition. Yes. Was it taught by an authentic Cockney? No, I guess probably like Minnesota or something. Cool. Uh, It was was British dialects and also it was Cockney. Mm. And I remember I was called up by how well I said uh, the word grass in English. Grass. Um... But they also taught Cockney in it, and one of the key things they were saying about Cockney is you leave letters off, and that's the only thing I ever remembered. So every time I try to speak in Cockney, I'm just like, let me just take a few letters off here and there as I'm speaking, and you know, that's what it is. So that's not, that's not really what speaking in Cockney is. I gotta so- go hop in my pencil. That was, I gotta go sharpen my pencil. Yeah, that's not correct. I go hop in my pencil. So, Cockney is still an English accent. So like let me hear some they're Cockney. They're still speaking English, but it's a very thick accent from the south of London. Uh-huh. It's usually, like, the poorer, uh, like, uh, uh, like, suburbs, I guess, of the city. Yeah. And the whole part of the Cockney uh, dialect is that they speak in rhymes. So... Like, Come on, let me let me get, let me get some. Let me hear it. Well, it's like if you're you know, uh, let's go up the apples. It's like apples and pears mm-hmm. stairs. So if you say let's go up the apples, you're saying let's go up the stairs. Yeah, but in the in the Cockney accent. That's it. Let's go up the apples. It's not let go up the apple. Like that. That was much better. Oh my god. <laughs> My grandfather was Cockney. He's from the south of London, and he was Cockney, uh-huh. and he did teach me some of the rhymes. And before he, he didn't really like being from the south of London and having that like uh, stigma attached mm-hmm. to him. So he worked really hard to have like a proper British accent, which is how my grandmother uh, talks. Still talks, yeah. Still talks, and my mother and my aunt talk as well, but my grandfather really <laughs> is Cockney, and he taught me a lot of those, um, you know, and, and my mom and I still say them too sometimes. It's like, oh, that person pens. Ugh, they pen. So pen and ink stink. So, like, a lot of times, like, if you ever hear my mom and I say that, it's, we still t- it's like, it's basically talking in code. It's carny. It's a lot of it. Like, that's exactly what it is. It's you know? Well, that's exactly what, that's, like, my family yeah. is Cockney, and my family had... But it got put a little bit into it. <laughs> you sound like, like, Terrence and Philip from South Park. Hey! Hey, bud! Speaking Cockney! No, you're speaking Canadian. There's hey. a difference. Um... No, this is how you speak in a Canadian accent, yes. <laughs> so what if I did a perfect British accent there? Been you couldn't there. even if you wanted I to. I could have wanted to. Hmm. Hello there. How are you? What? Where, where, where are you from? Uh, I sound like I'm from London. You sound like you're from London? No, that's Terrence and Philip. You sound like you're from London? I sound like I'm from London. Hello. Mm-hmm. Cheerio. Good day. Biscuits. <laughs> It was relatable, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> the movie was very relatable to me. For you, yeah. That, you know, that couldn't happen. Uh, yeah, like, there is there was some legit, like, so the whole thing with Ben Schwartz and the old lady was very, very funny. Uh, I love the scene of the proper old guys reading the bar talk. Oh, my gosh. I was going to say, I was like, at first I was like, real inconspicuous inconspicuous just all these old guys sitting at the bar just like staring and taking notes but then them reciting it and like reading it word for word like it was really funny so funny it was out, really good yeah it was out of nowhere and, and it was it was hysterical um like I said like the action as well 
is pretty solid, like for a movie of this like level and size and like the way they kind of get out of it. Like the movie did does set some pretty decent breadcrumbs along the way of, mm-hmm. you know, the mullet guy's biggest insecurity is getting made fun of about it because he's, you know, he he still has a mullet because his dad had a mullet and, you know, all that stuff. And it's ultimately ends up being his Achilles heel. They get covered in blood. They established earlier on in the hotel they were filming, like, some zombie thing. That's how they get out of it while being totally drenched in, like, fucking guts as they just act like they were part of the movie being filmed. Uh, like, the, the, it does enough to get by and make me... Like, we've watched a lot of shitty movies. We have. That you look at and you're just like, oh, boy, why is this person this and that? Like, this movie, to me doesn't fall in that. Like, everyone had a decent amount of chemistry. I feel like they had a lot of fun. Yeah, like, it ultimately looked like it was a good time. I liked one of my favorite parts, too. And I also felt like they cast the movie pretty well. Like, I thought Arcady was a great villain. Um, I don't know why I just felt, like, intimidated by that guy. Like, Kevin O'Leary, motherfucker. You're um, on an island on that one. That oh, actually is my LVP. Really? Yeah. I thought he did a good I job. Like, my yeah, favorite... the whole time I wrote the boring Kevin O'Leary oh, boss. Oh, I, I really no, liked at the like end at part where he's like, that's a nice shirt. He, <laughs> I don't know again, why. later on. I just thought it was so funny when he started like rolling up his sleeves. He's like, that's a nice shirt. And then he just like got that machete out and started chopping people's fingers off. I just didn't, yeah, I didn't buy it because I was like, I was thinking Mr. Wonderful was going to make a fucking bit, bit on the scrub daddy all of a sudden. <laughs> He's not the one who bought the script. I know that. I was making a reference for the general audience. Shut up. But if you're going to make a reference that should be accurate, it it would be... Get Kevin O'Leary's name out your fucking mouth! That's two. Oh, no, I'm not going to... I'm going to come Turns out when you shout that about anything, it kills the mood and the momentum. Kills it. It makes it every, works. everybody real uncomfortable. It really works. Uh, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that guy, oh. but we'll have to, I guess, you liked him, so we'll have to settle on something else for LVP no, later no, on. We'll, we'll talk um, about it. What didn't work in the movie for you, away from performances? That, that fucking tampon gag. It just didn't work for me. What was the ta- I don't remember the tampon. The tampon gag. Ben Schwartz's character just had the tampon. Unwrapped tampon and was like, "This oh. gonna save your life." Oh, he would use it to like, it in that's right, the bullet yeah. hole, and it was just—I just thought it was so yeah I bizarre. Like it was too out there. Like I would have minded something that was out there, but it was too out there, and I was <laughs> I like, "The it's a fucking time, stupid tampon." The first time I saw it, I saw it. I thought it was a really old withered rabbit's foot. I was yeah, like, no, it was a tampon. That's what tampons look like when you leave them out and they collect dirt. That's disgusting. Yeah, that's why you should always. Stick them up your pussy. Wrap tampon. (laughs) Stick that thing right up there. Only unwrap it and then stick it up there. Uh, I didn't like the forced presumed romance that was going to burgeon. I honestly thought the movie would have been better off without it. It had to just like, they end up finding like a friendship with one another or mutual ground. Like the tension I I think still could have worked if it was like battling for like leadership of the group or something like that rather than romance. There was like halfway through, I thought they were going to okey-doke us and I felt like him and Ben Schwartz were like together or, or, or the Sam Rockwell was gay. Like there was a couple moments where No, like, yeah, with with the other guy, with her cousin. Yeah, where I yeah. thought like they were going to do like a... They should have done that. That, that would have been, been so much that better. That would have been like, so oh, much cool. better. Oh, cool. All right, good. Well, like friends, you know, like that would have been fine because at the end of the movie when like... They all kind of like go away. The move, the ending was also very abrupt. Like they yeah. get out of it. They all go their separate ways, and like they have their big like you know first moment kiss thing. And she, of course, she's had to change how she looks to seem attractive to anybody, which you know is always fucking disgusting. But um, it it, just, it I didn't feel the movie needed it. Also, really didn't like like the directing of the movie. I thought it was trying to like I said be too much like there was literally one shot framed to look exactly like Brett's apartment in Pulp Fiction like oh yeah there was somebody like the person was on the couch here the door is here the person is standing in between Mm -hmm. both the other part of the action is off camera but you're gonna get to him it's just like in the cuts in the camera were exactly the same like he wanted to be Quentin Tarantino so bad and it was so clear yeah with so much of what he was doing that it, it takes you out of it because you're getting no real original voice the most original voice I heard in this was the actors finding something within the characters. Not, to me, what I felt like the script or the director brought to the table. 
Um, I, I don't know who this director is. Uh, Hadi Hajeg. He also wrote the movie. He also produced it. Uh, he doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Great, so, great sign. Yeah, so he hasn't done much. Um, but that was, to me, pretty distracting and kind of hurt the movie uh, for me. Um, but besides that, honestly, from talking it out here, like it, it has kind of grown me a little it, bit in terms of of how it was compared to what we've put ourselves through in the past. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's get an MVP and LVP then. Who? Um, we'll start with LVP because I already, I already. The first person I was going to bring up was the guy that played uh, Arcady, um, the. I guess, like, the secondary villain, like, kind of like the ultimate gangster um, who ends up getting taken down by, like, the smaller gangster. He just, did, like, for being that big spooky boss, didn't do it for me, but um, I'm willing to hear any and all other no, I, did, I mean, I didn't... Suggestions. I didn't really have, like, anybody stand out. I didn't really, like... I didn't feel like... Too many people did a lot because it was really just like that core group of the two other like like white guys in the main group didn't really get a lot to do. Yeah, they didn't get a lot. They, to they, do. they didn't have a lot of like like gags, but when they did, they like I liked them. Yeah, I, I yeah. wish they kind of had more to yeah. kind of round them out. But then like the other like like the mullet guys like his gang or his guys they didn't really do too much and wasn't. I wasn't so impressed, so if it was any of them, I'd be fine. So the, so the only other one I had written down, and I have to research who the fuck this was because I don't know the character name, was the guy who insulted the dead dad with the leather shirt. So the first time you meet Deacon Bradshaw, who's the, the mullet guy, like the main bad guy gangster, like he's like, you know, going to some kitchen or something. Yes. Trying to, like, either get money or, or haggle something. Because I think, doesn't he own, a, like, one of the bars, too? He owns the main yeah, bar. Yeah, he owns the main bar. But there was, they went there was to some, oh, the cafe. Right. There was a guy who insulted his dad. He was wearing a leather shirt. And he was really obnoxious and bad. Um, and I, I wrote him down immediately. And then he, I was thinking he was going to pop back up, and I think he gets, like, killed in that scene. And I was like, oh, well, never fucking mind. And now I have to find out who he is because I, I don't have anybody else <laughs> to give LVP. I, I wasn't thrilled with Phoebe Fox. Like, I don't think she was anything outstanding. Um, I don't know how much of it is, like, how the character was written versus, right, yeah, exactly. you know. Right, yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, like, I think that this was a, a non- a, a not well written female character, um, but yeah, I mean, I think anybody could have done that, and it would have been the same or better. You know, I don't think it was a standout performance by any means, but I didn't hate her. But I didn't hate it. I I thought she was fine. There's gonna be no way that I know no who way the to fuck know. this guy is. You're gonna have to find the. Uh... I, I it's not gonna happen. I, I what am I have to find like the scene? Like, like yeah. this could be the kind of movie that's just on YouTube. Hold on. Let me look. Blue Guana movie. I do want to go over the trailers that we saw. I don't have to buy and rent it. Fuck that. I ain't doing that. Oh, there was another movie called The Blue Guana in 1988 with young-ass Dylan McDermott. Cool. There's another movie called Dancing at the Blue Iguana. Looks like a stripper movie. The Blue Iguana. Stakeout clip. Yeah, that's just not... Yeah, this isn't going to fucking happen. Okay, so then I guess we'll have to give it to the guy who played Arcady since he's the only one we really know. <laughs> well, I mean, you liked him, so well, I feel I feel okay. bad. It's okay. I, I see your point. Uh, I wish I could find... Hold on. There's no way there's going to be quotes on IMDb for this movie. There's no way, right? I don't know. Trivia, tagline, details, box office. Box office? It's made $41,000 worldwide. That's oh terrible. Uh, did you know what trivia is there? Not much. Um, yeah, man, I wish... What's this movie with... Man, Sam Rockwell did a lot of crap around this time. There's a directed DVD movie he did with Anna Kendrick and Tim Roth called Mr. Right. Twenty fifteen. Look, like Nick Cage says, it's not crap if you put a hundred percent into it. Thanks. They got bills to pay. 
Blue Iguana movie. I can't believe I'm about to do this. Movie leather shirt. Please tell me this guy, this is going to happen. Nope, absolutely not. No way. Oh, so what are we doing here? We'll just give it to the Arcady guy, I okay. guess. Uh, Peter Polycarpu. Just on name alone, I think he deserves it. Okay. You don't have anybody else? The only other one would have been, like, the girl who plays the princess, but she was in, like, two scenes. Or... Which character was that, princess? Princess. The one who they g- deliver the blue iguana to. The one who, in the hotel. I am not remembering this at all. Did we watch the same movie? Yeah, no, she's part of the cast list, but I can't recall, like, what that woman or character did at any point. Not much. Not much. She was like a tertiary villain, I guess. They got like uh, exiled from their country. Huh. (laughs) I don't... Like, this is who this woman looks like on IMDb and I don't recall that person... At all. Can you find a picture of her, like, from the movie? No, probably not. Wasn't Princess what he called? Yes, he called her Princess, and she said, no, don't call me Princess. <laughs> Excuse me. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find this. I'm gonna get this. Nope, I just tried to Google images actual pictures of blue iguanas. <laughs> You're an idiot. I know. God, there's no photos. I'm not even sure this movie exists anymore. Yeah, I know. It's 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 not very uh notable. Notable. Doesn't have a lot of information on Wikipedia or anything. Well, someone's got to get it. You can give it to the Parley Kupabu. <laughs> All right. Um I'm doing it. Just out of lack of general options. Peter Polycarpu. MVP. What you got? I thought Sam Rockwell did a great... I tried to look it up on Rotten Tomato and I got an internal server error. <laughs> just killed Rotten Tomatoes. So this, this movie definitely does not exist. Yeah, legit. It doesn't exist. I like Sam Rockwell. I, I like d- Sam Rockwell in it. I don't think he was the MVP. I liked the I liked the old lady. I liked I thought she was very very funny. That we already talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Ben Schwartz was really good. The problem with Ben Schwartz is he was Ben Schwartz. Yeah, he gets much. his funny stuff in, and he's great, but he's the same guy. Yeah, um, he's the same yeah. exact guy. Um, My ultimate vote is mullet, mullet guy. Mullet guy. That guy was fucking. He was really wild. Good. He was wild. He he didn't give a fuck. He went. For he it. went. Full kill. He was full kilter. Evil, but hilarious. Had some he, great, crazy lines and delivery. And his reaction looked apart, reacted to everything wonderfully. Yeah, with his mom, and then he just snapped her fucking neck. I was like, oh shit. And like, kind of had a bit of like weight to him Emotional. too, because like of how mm-hmm. all these things were happening. Because he was reacting to like people putting down his haircut and his his father and whatnot, I was shocked at, like, how much... Because normally, like, that part in this movie is pretty bad. Like, the person is kind of, like, Nick caging it up, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're going too far for it, and it's just way off base. But for this, it, honest to God, worked. So, yeah, he would he would be my vote. I think he's a good compromise between Sam Rockwell ben, and Ben Schwartz is, is, yeah. is this yeah. guy. So, uh, Peter... Ferdinando, which does not fit. Oh, so two Peters. You got two Peters here. Ferd. Pete and Pete. The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Blue Iguana the movie. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention before we wrap up was uh, this movie had uh, unskippable trailers prior to it starting. Unskippable. And it, every movie was so batshit and seemed like it was made 10 years prior 10 to 20 20 years years prior prior. the first one I'm not even sure I'm going to be able to recall so I think was it with Justin Long yes yes 
It was a Justin Long movie. I couldn't tell you anything else about it, but it was your typical straight-to-blockbuster rom-com with a couple famous people in it. Yeah, no, Do you remember the name of it, it at all? It was beyond bizarre. It. it was so bizarre. It was... Um, I'm, I'll find it before you hold them. It's got to be from around the same time period. Uh, man, he's got a lot like this that it could have been. I know. Was it Frank and Lola? No. Literally right before Aaron? Yes. Yeah, literally right before Aaron. With Kobe Smolders, John Cho, yes. Christian Shaw, Leah. It's got an amazing, it's got like a wild cast. Never heard of this movie before in my entire life. Me neither. Movie. And it it blew me away because the premise is so ridiculous. So here's the cast. Justin Long, Colby Smolders, Ryan Hansen, John Cho, Christian Shaw, Dana Delaney, Peter Gallagher, Peter Gallagher's eyebrows, Leah Thompson, Louis Guzman, and Charlene Yee. Oh now I gotta get it. Gosh. Are we gonna watch another one of my movies? We are. Oh my god, that's so exciting. Which one? <laughs> uh, literally right before Aaron. What was? <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. You can go away now. Okay. You're just mad that your impressions aren't as good. The other one was a movie called Ripped, which was like a 30-year stoner... Uh, time travel. Time travel like, movie. Hot top time machine. But with Faze on Love. With Faze on Love and, and I, Russell Peters. I want to see Who was this. a good stand-up comedian for one year in the mid-2000s. I want to see this so bad. And like a random hot old chick. Uh, yeah, it was, after smoking marijuana developed by the CIA, two stoners from 1986 are launched into the year 2016. That's a crazy fucking idea. Super crazy. And, uh, it's a movie that exists. That was a trailer before this movie, so. Uh, of Ripped, Blue Iguana, and... Literally right before Aaron, which you think has the highest IMDb score? Uh, Blue Iguana. So Ripped has a 4.7. Uh-huh. Blue Iguana, I believe, had a 5.6. And literally right before Aaron is a 4.5. Oh, wow, so it's the worst of the three. Yeah. That's you couldn't tell that? Impressive. Oh, I would have picked Ripped very easily. People love Faze on Love. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, what else on Blue Iguana? Nothing. No, it wasn't. It was like if this came, if this was, this never be on television. Hence, why it hasn't been in the last four years. I'd never heard of this movie before. I didn't know it was so recent, um, which is why when we were, saw the trailers, I was like, "Oh wow, I'd never heard of this." When did this movie come out with Justin Long? Like, you know, ten years ago, twenty years ago at this point, like right around acceptance or whatever. But nope, accepted. it was accepted. Acceptance. It was way more recent than that. So. Um, I, but I would put it on. If it was on TV, I'd put it on in the background. I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with it. What's uh, what's your score? I mean, I think it was way better than I anticipated it. There were a lot of problems, but, you know. The, the, but the problems were just kind of like, it was like uninspiring guy, and kind of bland. And this and guy was trying to just stick a tampon in a bullet hole. Like, you know, that was like my biggest grievance, I feel like. Um, but I, I liked it. I thought it had a lot of heart. I thought it did a good job with what it was trying to do. I'm going to give it a six and a half. I was giving it a six. I couldn't yeah. set between five and a half and six and a half, so that's why I ultimately went there. So, yeah. So, it's a 6.25 for Blue Iguana. I think that's pretty... I nice think try, Mom. Yeah. We, do better we, next time. And then when we randomly draw it, we'll watch it, because your movies don't go to the front line. She's not listening. Why am I yelling at your mother? <laughs> and you think that's going to stop her? She's going to just keep buying us. All right, fine. And then she goes to buy me a new DVD tower when it's out of space, because all the movies I got to put up. We already have to get a new one. I know. So, so I'm glad you mentioned that, because I was thinking about this, because we are in the process of... We got... Uh, some pre-approvals for a new house, and we're going to start looking for new houses, so the couch will be changing some point soon. Um, and we've already packed away a lot of the movies that we've already watched. I think we should get rid of some of the movies that we've owned, that we've packed away, that realistically we're never going to watch ever again. I was like adamantly against it forever, but now I'm at the point where I look at my house and I see how much shit we have, and I'm just like, I, I can very easily get rid of Blue Iguana. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to keep that on my DVD. Right, like, I'm not going to want to watch it again, but right. I'm not mad that I watched it. Right. No, I agree. I'm 
totally down with that. Okay. We, yeah. So absolutely. when we move, we go through and we are redoing our towers. We we'll will put go through. Stuff and we'll we will sell go through them. just stuff that we've watched, and then we haven't watched. No, no, no. We can't. Too, we can't. Yeah. We can't. That's against the yeah. the integrity of the show. We exactly. Can't do but that. anything we've already watched, we feel like we can part with. We yeah. will. We will part. Horror story, Fort Fairlane. Oh, no, horror story. And, well, I already have another copy of Fort Fairlane. Those things are different. Those are you know emotional. Plus, horror story, we're gonna need. I can't tell you why yet. Uh... Next week will be the conclusion of uh, your mother buying the dollar store. The dollar store series, yeah, the dollar store uh, uh, duo. We'll be watching Devoured, which looks to be a very bad directed DVD horror movie. So this looked to be bad directed DVD action movie. We were pleasantly surprised. Outlook not good on that one. Then we got uh, Pleasantville. Then we got Peter Rabbit two for Easter. We have our guest star. yeah, for the month of April, Spencer got a lot of good stuff coming up, and of course we got the one-two punch of the Babadook and Midsummer. Oh, people, just you wait—it's going to be amazing. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Married Movies. We encourage you as always go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Patreon.com/slash/arcadeaudio for bonus content. Uh, Facebook.com slash Married with Movies at Mary W. Movies on Twitter. Mary with Movies at gmail.com. Let's what you think of the show. For me, at your host, Malt38 on Instagram. And also my retro wrestling diary, arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle. This week's episode is uh, In Your House, Beware of Dog, the first and only WWF pay per view uh, that was featured in two parts because of a power outage, <laughs> which is a very, very famous moment. That happened uh, in my childhood. Uh, only the first and the last match were seen because there was a massive storm that knocked out the cable feed. Uh, in the 90s, man. What a time. What a time. Samantha? At Jam With Your Sam on social media. That's all I have. I also would like to celebrate as I believe we are going to I didn't to want to be, jinx it. I didn't want to say anything. I believe we are the winners of our uh, fantasy Woo! movie league for the, the Oscar season of 2021. You're lucky that you didn't fuck it up. I, I never. You I, picked. The Oscars you picked are House of my Gucci. season. How I many, did. How many points House of Gucci like get us? A couple hundred fucking points. Uh-huh. How many points Jackass get us? Over a hundred points. We got mm-hmm. it for a fucking dollar. Mm-hmm. It got more fucking points. We could have gotten Coda. We could have creamed everybody else. We did. You we fucked still up. won. You fucked up. Thank you, Dune, and your seven awards. Thank you, Dune. Thank you, Dune. I didn't like you, Dune. Well, don't disparage our roster. The season's technically not over yet till tomorrow. People gotta watch a lot. Spencer, Spencer has been. He's watched two movies so far. I think they're throwing the white flag. I think we win. And our, our, our team for summer looks very, very good. We got uh, Minions. We got Sonic the Hedgehog 2. We got DC League of Super Pets. We're going to see all the movies. We got Nope. We got Ambulance. We got three other things. I don't remember what wah, they were. Wambulance. I don't know. Whenever you say ambulance, I think of a Wambulance. Why? Because you are a Wambulance? Yes. It's my name, Samantha Wambulance Mullet. That's the What if my thing name was Wambulance? You wouldn't be sitting here right now. <laughs> what if I told you my name was Samantha, but it's actually legally Wambulance? And I never. Get! Wambulance out your fucking name. I was trying. I was trying to give you something else. I had to do it. With it. I what had did it. you Don't, have? What were you? You do? never have to worry about me. I always know what I am doing. I just hurt myself poking myself. I hope that your sunburn really burns. <laughs> so, I hope. I hope you always have to work on Fridays at Friday, and it's always busy on Fridays. One of the sickest rep disses of all time. Always. <laughs> For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. I just have to remember what fucking... There was good songs in this movie. I don't remember any of them. So hopefully there's a soundtrack list somewhere where I can do that. If not, I'm putting on that Action Bronson (laughs) song right now that has that line in it. Or just a Will Smith song. Bring it. They apparently played Getting Jiggy with at the after party. Because he was still just allowed to go to the after party and fucking dance and have fun and hang out. And... Poor Chris Rock's probably in his hotel room with fucking ice on his jaw. Poor thing. I got, I'm a presenter. My name is Chris. Yeah, well, tell Chris you just got knocked the fuck out. But he didn't. He took it like a fucking champ. He was shocked. You could tell. Like, oh, he, fuck yeah. He didn't know what was happening. 
Yeah, if Will Smith is, I was like maybe like a little joshing, like a, like a little headlock, or yeah, like yeah, a little yeah. like yeah, that, that that's different. That's you know, different. like he raises the microphone up too high because he can't speak in it. Something, you know. Yeah, was, not physical violence. The other comment I made was, uh, it would have been uh, hysterical had uh, that happened with like Samuel Jackson or like Denzel or something, and. Uh, they just fucking take Will out. Like, like try to do that with Samuel Jackson. He's just going to put Will down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's what it was. It was like, uh, I forget who said it. I think Rich said it. It was just like, like, would anyone have really faulted Travolta, Uma Thurman, and Samuel Jackson? Because they're the one that presented Best Actor offstage has been, like, agreeing, like, yeah, we're just going to say Denzel Washington, right? Yeah, And yeah. then, like, Will doesn't believe it. He goes up. And like tries to smack John Travolta around, and Samuel Jackson just fucking slowly chokes him out. <laughs> or even <laughs> tries to get it from Denzel. Or Uma Thurman, she's got like karate action now. Since uh, Kill Bill, she probably's like a black belt and some shit. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, like she's legitimate. Or Sam, or John Travolta can just try to fuck kiss him to death. I don't know. <laughs> John Travolta just trying to say his name, it'll explode. Just stop. Do you remember when that was the biggest controversy of the Oscars? Adele Dazeem. Yep. And then La La Land and Moonlight took that over. Now this, what's going to happen next? Oh, my God. In three years, like, Jordan Peele is is going to, like, uh, I don't know, like, try to, like, anally insert himself no. into Keegan-Michael Key on stage. No, no, that won't happen. He wouldn't do that to Chelsea. Peretti? <laughs> I don't know, then. We'll just have to wait and see. The Oscars are a forever giving beast. You can stop the recording. You're it's your oh. job. I hope you get a paper cut on your tongue from a razor and a paper cup. I hope every soda you drank already shaken up. I hope your dreams dry like raisins in a baking sun. I hope your titties all saggy in your early 20s. I hope it's always snow in your driveway. I hope you never get off Fridays and you work at a Friday that's always busy on Fridays. I hope you win the lottery and lose your ticket. I hope it's been a Socrates poop all up in your kitchen. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.